Yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Welcome to Entertainment Entertainment, the entertaining podcast with the entertaining conversation uh, with comedians Justin Angermeyer and Caitlin McKee. I'm Justin Angermeyer. I'm Caitlin McKee. This is Bad Company. Feel like making love. One as, of the hottest songs saying. ever written. Oh, yeah. Gets me in the mood every time. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess right off the bat, I'm going to start us off a little quick. I have been sick. So apologies <laughs> if I don't sound 100%. Uh, and if we have to abruptly pause the podcast, assume I'm have I'm having a violent sneezing attack. Yeah. So we just want to start it off right there. Just start it off right there. With with sick violence. Yes, um, with sick violence. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, and we're starting with uh, a little uh, bad company feel like making love. Uh, because Green Day, uh, I don't know if we've seen it. Green Day did a surprise pop-up concert on the New York City subway. The 47th, 50th Street, Rockefeller Center subway stop. At, at okay. 30 Rock. Very crowded. Very popular uh, train. A lot of trains go there. You got it's, a little bit of lipstick. I got lipstick. Thank you so much. A little bit of lipstick on the right Even side when Justin's side. sick, he's looking out for me. Always. Did I get it? No. No? Uh... Did I get it? Got it. Oh, she wow, got it, that. everyone. She got the lipstick off her teeth. Two uh, tries. Yeah. Two tries. Pretty, pretty feel, I feel pretty good about that. Um, anyway, yeah, so they played this um, kind of like, I guess Jimmy Fallon does this with, like, I know he did it with like Miley Cyrus. They do these kind of like undercover subway concerts. And for Green Day, they, yeah, they went down to 47th Street, um, Rockefeller Center. Again, very crowded. A lot of activity going on that subway stop. And I guess they had disguises on when they went down there, like wigs, I guess, like kind of 70s rockers. So um, they went down there and then they, the first song they played was Bad Company. So it looked like they were doing like, a, I guess, you know, a cover band of... of it was like, know. who's these guys playing Bad Company? Hmm, who are the these guys? Yeah. That can't be Jimmy Fallon, right? And then they, <laughs> after they played Feel Like Making Love, they ripped their wigs off wow. and went right into Bad Basket case. Loved it. Bye bye, lip pen, close my eyes. I think that's the one, I'm not sure. But, I, um. Yeah, I was watching some of it this afternoon. Uh, you know, I make fun of Green Day a lot, and I think they're like easy targets, but I make fun of them out of love. Like, I yeah. do think they're great. They're yeah, they like, are. they're so good. Yeah. Uh, I think they were playing Basket Case, just yeah. in the one video I saw. Very good. But as someone who takes the subway at least five times yeah. a week, twice a day, no thank you. Yeah. No thank you. I was just going to, because that's the thing in the video. Like, if you don't rely on mass transit, I feel like you're watching this video, and it's a cool, fun video. Right. And you're watching, and you're like, oh, that looks awesome. Oh, I would love I, to be oh, there. Oh, yeah. I bet New York is so cool. Oh, that looks great. I what, It'd be so great to be commuting home from work and just yeah. get walk right into that massive crowd. But that's the thing. Like, what if you were driving home from work, and then the road, like, the exit you're supposed to take off the highway is just blocked off because Jimmy Fallon's, like, jumping around. You'd be like, get the fuck out of right. here. Jimmy Fallon. I have to now. I got to drive three exits out of the way. Turn around. Exactly. It's like, come on. No, thank you. It's no, not you. welcome. And I, like, there's. I was wondering. So they didn't. Because I, I was like, did they shut this subway stop down? No. I'm like, no. They just this. This is ridiculous. Yeah, they played. Apparently, they set up right near the you know the entrance or the exit, and so it's like you can't avoid them if you are coming in and out of that station and there's just so much going on with the subway like there was this year there's been like sh- actual shootings in the subway which like i've been in new york for a very long time there was the the gun violence in the subway is new to me like there's a, always been people getting pushed that's never not been pushed, a thing maybe a slash here or there a slash always um just people living down there always a thing but the guns is new so i feel like there's kind of like you know since the pandemic the, the subways are not they have not been the same. They're they're kind of getting back to functioning, you know, more frequently. But there's just been a lot of, like, you know, drama down in the subway. Yeah. And the last thing you want when you're commuting is to come across, like, come across a mob scene with music. Even if it's music accompanied, you're just like, there is chaos. I'm not sure if I'm safe, but I'm trapped underground. I mean, it's just yeah, a nightmare. Yeah, I would have fled. If I had yeah. gotten down there and there was that giant pack and some music, I would have ran out of there. I know. And then I was thinking of, like, is there a band that I would be, like, actually despite the crowds and despite my, the fact that i'm commuting home and i have to like go around this kind of crazy mm, situation good. would there be a band that i would walk by and be like you know what i'm happily inconvenienced and i was like maybe depeche mode would be cool like maybe like blondie mm. or something and then i was like you know what no for me i'm outcast 
Okay, Outcast. Yeah, that Outcast would be. Outcast would be very cool. I mean, but that would be like the biggest mob. That would be like unsafe because people would be yeah. freaking out so much. I feel like Outcast would just be yeah. like. T- but it, but yeah, I like okay. But then I was like, even after I had that thought, if I was like, oh wow, it'd be cool if I was walking home and like Depeche Mode is playing, I would still be like, you know what? I'd rather just get home without the trouble. Yeah, I would just rather get home. That's the thing. It just fucks with your commute, <laughs> and no one wants their commute fucked with. No, no. one wants it, even no. if it's Green Day and coked up Jimmy Fallon. Exactly, and that's the thing too. It's like Jimmy fucking Fallon, really, <laughs> really Jimmy Fallon. Like you know what? You've already ruined late night. Now you got to ruin my commute. Like come on, I'm kidding. You didn't ruin late night, but come on, you know. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but um, so yeah. The another crazy thing to add on to this whole story is that Jamie Lee Curtis is chiming so in. So she got in on that. Okay. I, I don't even think she was aware that this was a Jimmy Fallon thing. I no. think she just thinks that this was like a rogue Green Day concert. No, I guess they're the. I think. I think what happened is, so this became like a viral video of um, Green Day performing this Subway concert. And then there was, a, I think, a previous red carpet viral of Jamie Lee Curtis pleading for artists to do a matinee. <laughs> you too. Do a matinee. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. Do a matinee so I can go see it and still be in bed by 8 o'clock. You too. Do a matinee. I, just... I don't disagree with her sentiment. No, me neither. I mean, like, I'm, you know, I'm at the age where um, I'd prefer just to have, like, on vacation, I like to have, like, two drinks in the middle of the day and then be in bed by, like, 10 o'clock. You know what I mean? Like, we're, I, I mean, it's like, I'm not, we're not raging at night. Rage it's, early. It's over. Yeah, rage early, go to bed early. That's the way to do it. Yeah, you know, and, like, I agree with Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, we went to see what concert we saw the Strokes um, a couple we saw of years the strokes, ago. Strokes, yeah. And, I mean, love the Strokes, but they had two opening acts that went on forever. Like, forever. And then the Strokes still went on late. And then the Strokes went on late. And, like, it, it was. <laughs> It was to the point where, like, any of the, like, guitar tech guys who would come out, who all kind of looked like the Strokes, the crowd was so anxious, and they would always be like, there's Julian, there's Julian, and they would, like, freak out at just, like, the guitar tech. <laughs> like the Everybody was like, please start the show, please. Yeah, and people would be like, "Whoa, play someday!" And it's like that's the guitar tech. It's still not starting. They are still not coming on yet. Yeah, we were on a copious amount of edibles uh, and uh, just really self conscious. Yeah, just, uh, just just planted in our stadium seating. And the girl next, not moving. Yeah, the girl sitting next to me was on Etsy the entire time. <laughs> she was browsing Etsy the entire time. It was very weird. But again, yeah, I'm with Jamie Lee Curtis. I really don't need to be out waiting for the Strokes to come on until like eleven o'clock at night. You know, not saying there needs to exclusively be madness, no. but the option would be nice. Yeah, it would be nice to get out there to like a, a five o'clock show, and then yeah, yeah exactly. And you're home by seven, seven thirty. That's not too bad. It's not too bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and also, I just feel like Jamie Lee Curtis has been having a lot of viral uh, moments lately. Like um, she, um, the the best one for me was she was doing the like press for her. Um, the latest Halloween movie that basically comes out every year now, like a new Halloween movie, you know? Um, and this one, the most recent one was like the final one. That's kind of how it's like, that was marketed, I, I, right? I guess so, but do we believe? That's like when like... I don't believe it at no, all. No, it's like Motley Crue did farewell tours for years. Yeah. This is the last tour. Um, it's going to be, yeah, it's the final one until three years from now. Yeah. When, when they bring it back. Can, we, can I play, this was the best Jamie Lee Curtis. There was like a... Okay, I'm seeing this for the first time. So she's going around doing all the, the press, like the view and like all the morning time talk shows. And she's promoting, um, again, the Halloween movie. And she says the word trauma very distinctly. I'm going to play, hopefully this this works, um, a montage of it. It's a movie about trauma. It's a movie about trauma. The movie is about trauma. The 2018 movie obviously was a movie about trauma. The whole last movie was a study in trauma. It's a lot about rage and trauma. Rage and trauma colliding. Trauma and evil meeting. They made a movie about female trauma. Well, it's nostalgia, but it's, it's nostalgia based on... Trauma. <laughs> what is trauma really like? <laughs> this is what trauma looks like. Lori is really a, a dealing with a lot of post-traumatic stress, PTSD, PTSD. All right. PTSD. Anyway, wow, sorry. Yeah. I hope that was okay. But I loved her going trauma. trauma. It's about trauma. She she speaks like she's not American. 
Yes. Like, she really does not sound American. But she completely sounds American, but does not sound American. Trauma. Trauma. Yeah, what is she doing? She's being Jamie Lee Curtis. She's being Jamie Lee Hollywood Curtis. royalty. Jamie Hollywood Lee royalty, Curtis. right? And I was like, I feel like she kind of has Charlie Sheen tiger blood energy if he could control it. Wow, yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're both Hollywood royalty. Like, Jamie Lee Curtis' parents are Janet Lee from Psycho, the, the shower scene. Mm. Do you know that? Yeah. That's, that's, her, that's her mother. That's her mom, wow. And then Tony Curtis is her father, who I, I don't Same know. producer type, kind no, of? No, he was like an actor in okay. the 50s, like very famous ladies man. I don't really Ooh. know what movies he was in, but... The Casanova, Tony Curtis. Yeah, he really was. I don't know if he was bisexual. I'm not sure. Anyway, God, wow, all right. right. I don't know. There was a lot of like... Anyway. Um, in a time when that wasn't okay. No, but it was like... Known, kind of? It was a thing. Like there's this... Um, I'm sorry, I'm going on tangents, but there's this... Um, this book by this guy, I think his name is Scotty something, and he was this, like, gas station attendant in Hollywood in, like, the 50s, and wow. he basically, like, you know, after right after the war, um, he basically became, like, this famous, um, not hustler, but, like, um, would hook all these stars up with, uh, if they were bisexual and they wanted a boy, like, he was, like, a... He was, like, Epstein. <laughs> so he was like Epstein. No, he wasn't trafficking young women. No, he was like you know just kind of. Um, he could get you. He get you a guy if you want. Get you a guy. Get you a girl. Get you whoever you want. Yeah. He was kind of known for hooking up um, actors like. Um, I'm trying like Carrie. I think Cary Grant. Anyway, a lot of them, all of them. With like prostitutes or like yes, prostitutes. Wow, yeah, like okay. so they could you know if they were. If he was they like were, kind of a pimp. Kind of a pimp, also okay. also hooked up with the celebrities themselves. Like the fifties wow. in Hollywood was a horny, horny, this is wild. actually fluid time. But because it was so conservative, <laughs> they never let that out. But this guy, there's like a whole documentary. He made a documentary, and um, there's a book. Yeah, it's really I forget his name is Scotty something, and he like basically ran this gas station, this like infamous gas station where it all kind of started. And then wow. yeah. Um, these anyway. people are so fascinating that like work their <laughs> way up into these like high echelon, oh, yeah. high powerful echelons. Yeah, like, who is this guy? And exactly. How did, yeah, well, like, he was just like I don't know. I mean, I think he experienced some whatever, but it was like, and also the war. Like everybody was like the World War Two. A lot of these guys were just fuck. A lot of guys fucking guys during World War Two. I feel like people don't talk about that. Enough, I mean, you know, I guess you know? if you're down in the down in the barracks with your with your buddies and you think this might be it, yeah. I don't know. You might, you know. And then that came back to Hollywood, and then like, yeah, he just. I think I don't know. He just it started at this gas station. He just started. You know, I think uh, I forget what what star like drove up and then saw him and was like, "You're hot." And then that started. Like he hooked up with that. I forget what the actor is, and that kind of like started it. Oh, so he himself too was going. Oh he yeah, would, he'd hook up with yes, whoever. Yes, wow. yes. Um, wow. Yeah, it's really fascinating. And he was just a guy at a gas station, running a gas station, and then became like the very well connected hustler. Yeah, yeah that's hustler. So crazy. Yeah, and like they would, it would be like I don't. Know, I'm trying to think like Vivian Lee from Gone with the Wind, and like um, who she was married to. Anyway, uh, too much tangential information. I'm so sorry. Wow. But um, yeah, I forget even why we were talking about that. But okay, so Jamie Lee Curtis's dad, I think he was kind of involved in that scene okay. too. Okay. Long story short. Great, anyway. Great, great way to bring it back. Okay, sorry. Yeah, that was long. But um, Like your Angelica Houston audiobook. That's popping up on <laughs> your phone. so embarrassing. <laughs> oh my God. Not the first time I've listened to it. This, it's so good. Mm. This is one of the best freaking Hollywood memoirs. It's called Watch Me by Angelica Houston. And now with Spotify, I love that Spotify is giving horrible Audible a run for their money because now you can listen to all these books on for with Spotify. Spotify. Premium, there's a bunch of books now. Yeah. And like, because Audible, no one cares about this, but Audible no, is such do. a ripoff. It is such a ripoff. Anyway, wow. like, like paying $14, $15 a month to get one book. It's like, well, then I'm just buying a book a month. It, it makes no sense. But uh, sorry. Yeah. Words from Caitlin I mean, against I, Audible. I love an audiobook, and I'm so glad that Spotify is. Is giving... this Angelica Houston? Is this the one where she talks about Jack Nicholson and the Lakers, yes. and, and that's like why they divorced because she wouldn't go to Lakers well, games? That's with not him? why. She, I mean, they never got married. Or why they? Yes, yeah, so but that's up. not why they split up. But she does talk about how much she hated going <laughs> to the Laker games with Jack Nicholson. Yeah, wow, uh, there's yeah. a few anecdotes where she's just like, "Why am I here?" Yeah, I think she literally <laughs> says, she literally says in her like, she's just like. And I was just like, 
why am I here? Like <laughs> That was like Caitlin yeah. when I took her to the Devil's Game. Oh my god. And the refs skated to ACDC. That was the best part. <laughs> it should just be the refs. I mean, the refs at this... At Basically this, doing synchronized dance on, on, on ice. Just improvised, synchronized, uh, synchronized... On backpedal scooting. Skating um, at this Devil's Game. It's a hockey game. And we, I, Justin, on his birthday, I went with him in New Jersey. And it was like... It the, was my birthday. It was the loudest... It, I felt like I was at a frat party, but there were children and, and grandparents there. And then... <laughs> yes, people sleeping in the yeah, seats. Yeah, just children sleeping. Um, old people about to fall and, like, to their death as they come back with a popcorn. I was, yeah, it's I, too steep. It's too steep. they got to figure out a way to make the stairs a little uh, a little, little wider <laughs> in stadiums. Because I don't know how people don't die every single time there's a sporting event. I mean, I almost did. We Remember we talked about going to see Bruce Springsteen and this woman who looked like... She looked like Kate Gosling, but she was Danish, and she was so wasted. She walked across. She almost pulled you down. She fell, and I tried to pull her up, and she she was much larger than me, and she kind of pulled me down. I was like, this is it. This is how I die. Uh, during it's falling off the balcony of the Barclays Center. Yeah, as Bruce plays, like, I don't know what song it was, but it wasn't one of the good ones, so it wasn't even a good Bruce song to go out on you. It was like waiting for a sunny day. Like, oh, God. I don't know. Yeah, at anyway. least you know, it could have been The Rising. Uh, not even. Not even The Rising. It was not a good song. I was like, you know what? This is how I die. Great. Um, uh, we're off the rails. Very much uh, off the rails. Pull, I'm so we'll, sorry. We'll pull it back to Green Day but, um, and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. But anyway, so yeah, it was interesting that Jamie Lee Curtis, I guess so like, I think it was this um, Uproxx account I follow on Instagram, like posted that Jamie Lee Curtis basically manifested this Green Day daytime performance. Um, like, wow. you know, just kind of internet culture, bringing two viral things together. But um it's just interesting. Jamie Lee Curtis is like a, a viral sensation. That's why I said she's kind of like Charlie Sheen if he could have like, you know, controlled that tiger yeah. blood viral energy. That is a great you call. Know? She does have tiger blood running through her. I think she does. She really does. I mean, apparently she's like, I think she's, I was like looking at Wikipedia and she's like sober now. I think she struggled with like alcoholism and an opioid addiction at one point. And um, now she says like, she's like, I wake up like I'm 14 years old every day. Just ready to live the day. That's Tiger Blood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. I mean, that's Tiger Blood pumping through. I know, through. yeah. Um, you are ready to rip the head off a mongoose. Yeah, and instead of, like, I feel like Charlie Sheen has, like, so much baggage because of his whole, like, the Corey Feldman sexual assault allegations. Oh, God, I forgot about know? that. And his whole, like, he's just his history with, like, hookers and Heidi Fleiss and all that stuff. And Jamie Lee Curtis is just innocent. He has a little more of a problematic past. That's what I'm saying. Like, Jamie Lee Curtis, <laughs> the only thing she has is, like, a very bunk rumor that she's a hermaphrodite. She's not. And then her horrible Activia, the, like, poop yoga commercials that she did for a long time. Um, I feel like that's all you got on her. Like, what else? You yeah. know? That's no, it. I mean, you know, iconic striptease scene in uh, Total Recall with Arnold, right? Oh, yeah. Where that was, like, I, a big thing in so. the 80s. Well, I mean, she was just known for her boobs. I think she was... Definitely known for her like boobs. A boob girl. Yeah. Um, uh, good for Jamie. Good for Jamie. And then, of course, she's married to the, the, the best. The yeah. best. Christopher Guest. Like the most amazing. Um, our cat. Our cat's joining the Christopher Guest conversation. <laughs> he wants he wants Christopher Guest to make a cat best in show, but it, we're, we have to tell him it's just not going to yeah. happen. Um, yeah, sorry. Sorry, 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 Vinny. Vinny. Sorry, um, sorry to Vinny. But, um, yeah, I uh, I actually got to. I, I, so I worked at, a, worked at a lot of museums, uh, and one museum I was working at. It was like right during COVID, and we were had it was awful. We had to like stand outside and try to get people to buy tickets online. It was like a nightmare. And Christopher Guest comes up, and um, I was so starstruck that I could not could not get myself to have to tell him that he had to buy tickets outside because it was a crazy thing. And I was just like, he's gonna make fun of me. And my coworker, who was like a very young, um, very young kind of like flamboyant um, gay man, was just like totally all about helping him <laughs> and had no idea who he was and so he like i was gonna if i had to talk to christopher guest i was gonna let him go inside like there's no way i'm gonna make him scan a bar- barcode like i was just like i'm gonna let him go inside and break all the rules for christopher yeah, no, guest i mean he's earned it but my coworker was like no oh, you gotta buy a ticket yep gotta scan the qr code blah 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 and i watched christopher guest like hunched over <laughs> desperately trying to do this and so i finally worked up enough courage to go up to him and be like um do you do you need any help? And as soon as I did that, he was like, "No, I think I got it." And he had this like very bright voice and like totally wow. threw me off. Um, 
And then, I, so, okay, so he goes inside, and then to my coworker, I was like, do you know who that was? And he was like, no. And I was like, it's Christopher Guest, the director. And he was like, who? And then I was like, he's married to Jamie Lee Curtis. And then my coworker fell on the ground, like, feigning, like, wow. worshipping Jamie Lee Curtis. Anyway, long story short. So but, even uh, young gay men love Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah, but could give a shit about Christopher Guest. Could give a shit about Christopher Guest. Had no Guest. idea who he was. The funniest, funniest movies ever made. The funniest um, movies ever made. But yeah, I always wonder what their marriage is like, because sometimes Jamie Lee Curtis acts like a character that Christopher Guest would parody in his movies. <laughs> I, from the one video of her doing the, I was almost like, is she talking like Christopher Guest? With like, the has trauma. He rubbed, has he rubbed off on her? Probably. I, I bet they have a good marriage. I, I honestly, so. I bet, I bet they, I bet they vibe well. Yeah. Uh, and I bet they, you know, I bet silence is comfortable with them oh yeah and i bet it's a nice relationship yeah no totally i think so how long have they been together they've been together for a while now right early 80s i think oh wow okay i don't know don't quote me on that but i think oh so they've been like together for a like they've been married for a long time i think post spinal tap i think that's when she kind of spotted him and now that's another viral thing where she always talks about on the red carpet is like She's like, I saw him, and I said to my friend, I'm going to marry that man. And then we met for dinner. <laughs> and then we met for dinner. We've been together ever since. But okay. I, she's like, I manifested him. I manifested wow. him. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's great. Mm-hmm. I, I I love them together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, wow. So they've been together for almost 40 years. Yeah, very long time. Yeah, so they've been together forever. Mm-hmm. They're a great looking couple. They are. Look at those two. She's Hollywood royalty. He's kind of like British royalty. He's actually like from the his family. I forget he's British. I like always yeah. forget that he's British. He didn't really have a British accent when I when I asked him if he needed help. But um, I don't think his family is like some kind of noble lord, you know, hereditary okay. thing. But um, anyway. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, well, he's American British, it says. Yeah. Like, I don't think he necessarily. He's not full British. But. Says he was born in New York. So. Yeah. Anyway. First generation American, Christopher Guest. But, uh, which we all love. We love first generation Americans. We do. Here at the Entertainment Entertainment Podcast. Yes. Um, Anyway, so that was a very long kind of tangential coverage of this Jamie Lee Curtis Green Day viral connection but um yeah i i liked the video i, I again i you know I, I was a little stoned watching it and i was like this this is nice when you're watching it all the people are singing and green day's playing and they're great it just should but, be an option yeah but but yeah it's like just and just not not with subway. people's commutes no. just not with people's commutes do it like do it at the park do yeah. it why not at like washington square park like exactly. if you have to go anywhere like yeah. come on yeah because there's just something about the subway right now where it's just like it's tense and people just I don't know I I don't want to see a crowd of anything I don't no. I don't I don't want to see it I'm just gonna no I'm, no it's gonna be that that screams get away to me <laughs> yeah. that screams get to safe ground it's like is January 6th happening underground what's going on are they taking <laughs> really over the, the subway are they taking over the subway is it like, a what's proud happening? boy rally yeah. is it uh is it some kind of a protest yeah is it what's going on just above here? ground please above ground yeah. above ground daytime yeah mm, do a matinee above ground. <laughs> Do a matinee above ground. Do a fucking matinee. Yeah. That was what I said about it. <laughs> yeah, she, she does do she does drop the F bomb. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I love Christopher Guest. Uh, that's a great and I love Green Day. I, yeah. I love it all. That's my final take on all three of these. Sure. I, I love all love all of it. Nothing but positivity on this podcast. And I don't even hate Jimmy Fallon. I feel like everyone yeah. hates Jimmy Fallon. I don't even hate Jimmy Fallon. I just don't really understand why he's doing late night. It's just so late. Like I, I, I'm not hating on him, but I'm just like, I mean, I get it. It's it's such an easy paycheck at this point. Like, what else is he going to do? He already did SNL. He did everything. But yeah. I don't know. It's so lame. I'm sorry. Late night is terrible. Yeah, and... it's just in a weird. Yeah. It's out. I feel like it's just, it's kind of the meaty, the, 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 the art form itself of like late night television talk show is just so far behind where we're at in entertainment yeah, in 2024. That's, that's and like, I just feel like it needs to be updated somehow. Yeah. I guess they, they're trying with like Z-Way and, and some other shows. Taylor Thomason, I guess, just okay. debuted her after midnight show. Maybe like trying to change the format yeah, of it a little from, bit. From what I read, I guess she did like, um, like a game show style. 
I don't know. I don't All right. Know. Well, yeah. it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm happy to see people try. And things. she did have like a panel of comedians on to like make fun of pop culture, which I'm like, please bring. I mean, Chelsea lately, I'm like, can they bring back kind of a snarky show where they make a bunch of comedians make fun of pop culture? Society's ready for it. I mean, and then they interview a, yeah, like, why can't they bring that back? You know, we need to start tearing queens down again. <laughs> I know. We need to start tearing everyone Talk down. Talk about again. Be people being behind the entertainment. <laughs> us. Us. We're like, what? When can we just be mean again on TV? Never? Okay. All right. All right, then. All right. Um, yeah, all right. you know. Yeah. All right. Speaking of uh, t- TV. Speaking of right. TV, TV, great segue, Thank Caitlin. you so much. I've tried. Um, we took a. We watched the first episode of The New True Detective. Because we were going to see The Iron Claw. I'm a little sick. We didn't get around to it. So to we it. will be next week. We're going to see The Iron Claw and yeah. we'll have a review for you. Yeah. Two listeners are two listeners. Yeah. Look forward to that. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so I, I was interested in it. I've never seen any of the true detectives, but um, the fact that Jodie Foster is in it, talk about Queens. Um, I was like, she, yeah. the fact that she's playing, I mean, I know this is lame, but I was like, just Silence of the Lambs. Are we getting a Clarice Starling? Any kind of reference to that character? I, I was so excited for it. And there is a little bit when she finally does appear on screen, she does kind of have still like if. But I think if you're only desperate, desperate for it, like me, like when she you can when, connect the dots. She still has. She still talks like Clarice a little bit, like when she says words that have a lot of S's in them. Like at one point, she was like, I don't know if I can do it, but she was like. um all right, tell him we need to go get the choppers. And the way she said choppers, <laughs> choppers. That's pretty good. We need to go get the choppers. Like that. That's a pretty good, uh, Whenever, it's pretty good Jodie Foster. She's a tour de force in this show. She's a tour de force. Yeah, she does I, a little S. Sorry. I'm loving, I feel like this is now too, watching these women do the like masculine woman walk Oof. that like Jodie Foster is doing in this. Yeah. And then I think like Kate Winslet really like, really pushed to the forefront in Mare of Easttown. Yeah. They're like shoulder first, like masculine woman just walking around with some khakis tucked in. Yeah, just ready to if anyone wants to do a pickup softball game, they're 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 gonna be ace in that yeah, softball game. Yeah, know? they they've got first place. Put them first in base coach. Man. These female detectives are ready to <laughs> play. Um yeah, so we, we started it. Um, first thing I'll say, I'm tired of CGI deer in in, in, in television and in movies. Um, That's a good movies. point. I've had enough. It's enough. The CGI deer, I just feel like I'm watching Big Buck Hunter. Yeah. I like to play Big Buck Hunter. I don't want to watch it's, it on it's TV. Like, that's like the one thing CGI hasn't mastered yet is like the deer running. It just yeah. looks terrible. Or even like the, at the end, there was a polar bear. And I was like, look, I don't think we should necessarily use animals in studios, but then you just got to get a better AI writer to figure out how to not use these CGI or go animals. Full, go full Jaws with it and have it be like an animatronic thing. Yeah. And that would look better. Yeah. Or just, yeah. Or just figure out a way Jaws where you imply the animals there. We don't need yeah. to stare at, yeah. a, at a fucking pack of computer generated shitty deer. Like I'm so, I don't know why it's driving me nuts. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, yeah. I, you know, speaking of those, I, you know, cause in the, cause it starts and there's like a guy about to shoot the deer. Mm-hmm. And the tension is building, and I'm glad that the deer didn't get shot. I was, uh, I don't like loud noises, and I was like sitting there sick last night watching this. I was like, I really don't want to hear this gunshot go off, and it yeah. did not, so that was nice for me. That's good. Yeah, I'm happy for you. That was a good moment for me. Um, um, I want to get into the music selection yeah, a little bit. Maybe yeah. I'm jumping the gun no, a little no, no, bit no. here. Right there. Go ahead. Uh, because there's there are some song choices mm-hmm. in this. In, 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 maybe I'm going to start with, uh, with the music too. Go, I'm going to bring it all the way back to the opening credits. Yeah. I'm done with HBO <laughs> opening credits. Yeah, just the the, the Billie Eilish style music. Yeah, with the the like kind of like seedy like kind of like dark opening credits montage is so played out and bad. Yeah. It's also annoying because it's never like opening credits used to feature the characters in the show and kind of help introduce you to the show, and now it's just like a vibe check. You know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. like introducing us to the characters. It's just like a music video. Yeah. Where the where the it's like a music video where the band is not in the music video because of artistic choices, and you're like, I'm 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 okay. Like I just please just put the band in the music video. I'd like to see who's yeah. In let's get it. back to like yeah. Full House style. Exactly. Danny Tanner turning to the camera and smiling, and please. then and it says you know Jodie Foster. We got a Chiron. We know who it is and who they're the characters yeah. and who they're played by. But instead, yeah, it's just this vibe mood where it's like a dark road. 
a deer runs. And then, yeah, you said it sounded like early Lord, which I agree. Well, I think that is where this whole style of music came from. These yeah. All these, like, mumble girls now. And yeah. I feel like Lord kind of started that 10 years ago. Lord, yeah. And then, like, some of them, Olivia Rodrigo, I feel like, is doing um, Ashley Simpson. And I feel like Ashley Simpson. Yeah, that is a great call Ashley you made. Ashley Simpson yeah. needs to, I think she's so traumatized by the lip syncing incident that she's and like, ah, she I'm be. done, I'm done. Um, even though she's very talented, I like her voice better than Jessica. Wow, there we go. Yeah, um, we always we all, we always will give Ashley a shout out when we can. Oh yeah, the show. love Ashley. Wish Evan and Ashley their uh, reality show. I oh. wish had more had more episodes because them interacting with Diana Ross is fascinating. <laughs> okay, um, but I agree. Yeah, the opening credits, and now that's on Netflix too. Like The Crown does the same fucking thing, and I think it kind of started with uh, Sopranos. I feel like Sopranos might have been the first show to do this, and because The Sopranos was like. You know, uh, you know the, the 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 debut of prestige television, mm. like change TV. I yeah. feel like it's become the model, and now every show that wants to be taken seriously as like a borderline uh, cinematic TV show has to have these annoying, like it's like a music video from the 2010s. Yeah, you know, you're like, I don't need to watch like a Mumford and Sons music video before the before every episode. <laughs> no, not at all. You know, and then I also feel like when you have the skip option. So you have the skip option and you're like, all right. And right when you are ready to skip it, the skip option goes away. I feel like every time. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? They know how to get you. Yeah. They can watch it anyway. <sighs> so annoying. Uh, yeah. So then they go into like the music choices. It's a lot of like cool, quote unquote, music, I feel like. Cool oh, music. really? Just cool as in like you wouldn't think of this. Mm. So it's like at one point there's like the Alaskan truck driver listening to a la 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 long, a la 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 long, lonely, long, long, long. Come on. Yeah. yeah. That it's made like, absolutely no, that would, no sense. No, that guy would be listening to like not Keith Urban or right. whoever the yeah. new fat bearded guy singing about country is. Exactly. That's who he'd be like. Jason Aldean, whoever yeah. those guys are. Yeah, totally. I wish I knew more. I don't. That's all I know. Those Jason are the only Aldean. two names I know. Yeah, that that whole Luke scene with Brian. The, also that delivery driver was basically driving like the Scooby Doo truck. It was just this blue truck with like white with yellow stripes on it, and I was like, "What? What are you delivering from? Like, there's no, you know what I mean? Like delivery trucks now look, they have the company they're delivering from. It's yeah. more of a. I was like, where? I guess because we're in Alaska, the rules don't apply. I'm like, what is this Wayne's World truck pulling up? Yeah, maybe, so this, maybe, maybe what is he delivering? Mar- marijuana? <laughs> like, because they don't have... Is this how weed gets delivered in Alaska? I was like, what's happening here? Yeah. So weird. Um, very strange. Um, sorry. So, yeah, it's kind of like a tedious start to this show, I felt like. Um, like, by the time uh, Jodie Foster gets there, you're like, thank God. Because, like, so much... They try to... I think the way the story unfolds is very slow for me. Like, it was a really slow... It's a little bit of a slow start. Um. And, okay, I will say one thing. Sorry. Uh, did you notice the coats that they were wearing? The, like, parkas that the, like, Jodie Foster and her cop family were wearing? Uh, kind of. They had the most exaggerated fur trim hood that I have ever <laughs> seen on a parka coat. You know everyone in New York has, like, the puffy kind of parker coats with, like, the fur trim on the hood? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the the coats in this show, the when you, when you take the hood down, usually the fur will just kind of sit shoulder blade to shoulder blade this fur went down once they took the hood off it went from like mid-arm to mid-arm wow. do you know what i'm saying it looked yeah. like it's the most insane exaggerated weird coat and like whoever did the it's like hollywood hulk hogan and his boas yeah it's just it was just absurd and ridiculous and whoever did like the costumes really was i think that was a miss for me well let's just say <laughs> let's just say we hope that they're not getting nominated for any costume design emmys no because those coats i'm telling you i'm, I'm yeah, a, took I bet, right out of there's got to be someone on reddit who agrees with me i gotta find it oh there's people out there i'm sure right every um, opinion is out there yeah if you want to find it <laughs> um but yeah there's a lot of plots going on it's like a lot of sides it's like missing indigenous women is the for you know the main plot but then there's also like a strange family duis the war in iraq teenage sex yeah, there tapes was, there's like the the mother who's wasted and getting arrested constantly yeah. yeah because her daughter's not talking to her there's yeah. like all these other kind of like besides just the missing indigenous woman there are a lot of issues going on in this little alaskan town a lot of stuff going on and there's zero comic relief like there's not a lot of nothing to kind of like no there really isn't oh, uh, you know, the most comedic relief i got from this was when so there's one part where they're 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 like some weird all these guys go disappearing that's kind of the plot line so all yeah, these guys these, like, that this, work like, in this research. lab they're all have gone missing yeah 
and and the the Ferris Bueller twist and shout scene is like playing on loop. Yeah. Uh, and then like the young cop couldn't figure out how to turn it off, and then Jodie Foster comes in and she's like knocking on, and the guy's like that doesn't open, that doesn't open, and then she just like kicks the door and it opens and she turns it off. Yeah, and that was so that was cool. Uh, that oh. got a laugh out of me. <laughs> yeah, it was the veteran cop Jodie Foster figuring out how to turn Ferris Bueller off? Just that ace softball. I energy. think I related to the young cop. I would have been the guy who like couldn't get it off, and I was like, ah, no, I tried that already, and then like you know my superior would have come in and be like, boom, it's off. Yeah, I, I feel like I do kind of have crazy Jodie Foster energy sometimes. You've like, gotten it all. I, would, I can figure this out. We'll figure this out. Um, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and I would have been like, I'm just dealing with it. But also a little destructive because I'm so anxious about it. <laughs> so I might break something as trying to fix it. But um, but you yeah. had to. But you had to break. Uh, yeah. You had to break it. Maybe the only uh, comic relief for me, besides the fact that her ex-husband, I think they're implying he's getting a mail-order bride from an Eastern European company country yeah it seems to be the direction that's going uh, so i think that's kind of funny but the funniest part is that there's a couple in this show um her son and her son's um wife have a child named darwin yeah that's right which i guess that's a name blowing up in alaska maybe yeah i think it's because of the whole i i think um yeah, maybe it is just an Alaskan thing. They just name their children after some, uh, you know, scientific, it, famous scientific science researchers. It, you it, know? Yeah, it has to be. There's going to be some sort of sort of Darwinism theme throughout this. There has to be. Well, there already is because the research team that disappeared, they were trying to find the origin of life. I mm. think so. They are doing research, scientific research relating to, you know, kind of like Darwin's natural selection. How are how our beings? We evolve. That's how we we the origin of our lives is we evolved. So I think oh. that's the connection. Yeah. Okay. But really, like Dar, like do we need that connection? There's a weird child named Darwin, and no one's no one's calling him D. What? No one's giving him a nickname. It, it, They're just straight up calling him Darwin. Well, you know what, Caitlin? In 2024, we do need things spelled out for us. Yeah, I guess <laughs> so. Audiences really enjoy having things spelled out on screen for them. You're right, because there is some terrible writing in this show that just really spells out how dumb they think the audience is. Like, <laughs> like at the end of the episode, I guess there's um one, one of the only kind of like endearing things in this show besides just Jodie Foster is a talented, excellent actress, very watchable, is um, there's a ghost element, which I kind of like. Um, and so there's a guy... The paranormal element is, is good. I like it's, it's I, I'm necessary. into the show, yeah. I don't know. I'm not... I, I think it I better get better, but the first episode was a little clumsy. It took a little long. But anyway, there's a supernatural element. And so there's a... a, a, a did you think he was a ghost when he first came on screen? The character? The guy who, like, leads the woman yes. into... Yeah, I, I think I kind of felt that. It was so obvious he was a ghost. Yeah, right? I mean, he was a different color than her. He was kind of in this, He's like... He's barefoot in the snow exactly. and not reacting to it. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think yeah. when we first see him, he kind of has, like, dried blood on his face... Yeah, he's, and he's almost gray. Like that's what only, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. He is obviously a fucking ghost. So at the end of the the <laughs> end of the um, episode, that was one of the other like kind of redeeming things is they find this spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. But there's like four episodes in, so if you haven't seen it, I hope yeah, we're, we're not, just talking about episode. We're one just talking right about now. episode one. So and I don't think we're spoiling anything too much. So at the end of the episode, they they kind of find this. Um, these uh, I think it's going to be the researchers who go missing. They find these kind of like. Uh, frozen constellation of heads yeah. yeah they're just these kind of like heads kind of stuck together in the snow and the ghost had led uh his mother to find them but when the cops show up the other cop who we haven't talked about she's um I'm, i forbid i haven't looked up the actress's name but um I'll get that she's really good and and i, I kind of like that she has like tattoos and these kind of like lip pier- uh cheek piercings like she's i like i like her on the show a lot i feel bad don't know her name justin's looking it up but anyway so this cop shows up to the scene and uh, as she's walking, she turns to the mom and and she goes, Kaylee Reese. Okay, Kaylee Reese, very good. Um, so she, so Kaylee Reese's character shows up to the scene where all the frozen heads are found, and she um, turns to the mom and said, um, "How did you find this?" And the mom goes, "Travis showed me." And now she walks two feet ahead, the, the detective character, and turns around and goes, "Travis is dead." And the, <laughs> and, the and the mom goes, "I know." And it's like, oh, guess who else knows? The audience knows. We know he's dead. We knew he was dead since the first time we saw him. But now the detective looks dumb. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just makes the detective look dumb that the, that the detective finds out this kind of, like, this thing. 
you know what I mean? Like, we should find out he's dead when the detective finds out he's dead. Because otherwise, if we know he's dead before the detective knows, the detective just looks dumb. In our, you know what I mean? That's <laughs> yeah. what happened. I was like, well, now the detective looks stupid. Because we knew he was dead. You know, it's like we should discover things with the detectives. We yeah. shouldn't know more than the detectives. Uh, to me, that's not mysterious and, and makes the character look stupid. Well, yeah, well, you know, another thing I think that makes uh, the character played by Kaylee Reese look stupid is then she fucks this awful guy. I know. Could they have made picked a worse guy for this woman to fuck? Maybe that was a thing. She's just dominating losers. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the that's yeah, her maybe that's thing. She dominates losers. But you know what else? I'm I'm really tired of women fucking with their bras on on screen. Okay, that's just riding with a bra. No one, no. She might as well have a bag over her head. <laughs> no one fucks with their bra on. Nobody because. Bras are so uncomfortable. We'll take them off willingly. Get them off. I want this thing off me. I don't even care if I look a little chubby. Like I want the bra off, and this is a time when I can absolutely have my bra off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why? It's like just figure out how to shoot her so she doesn't want to show her breasts. There's a way, but you know what I mean? Yeah, you can film her from the back where you just see her back. Come on, and you get the same idea. Why? You know? She's wearing some dumb black like, sports bra. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. completely out of the scene. All I'm thinking about is like, no, she would never leave that on. No, never. No, and the the guy's got long hair. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah, I I think to me, that's why I was like, oh, she's dominating losers. Okay. Maybe that's a good way to look at it. But ah, just the bras. This is a trend. I feel like a lot of women are are fucking... I mean, it's always been a thing. Like in TV, the women always have the bras on. And you're like, that's not... I know it's to like protect their bodies, (laughs) but it's just so... It's more it believable it, if they would just be like in a baggy t-shirt. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like if it was if they have to do just then just you know because you are you do get taken out of it. You you do, do you do get taken out of yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm just thinking like why'd she leave a bra on? That's all I think about. It's like why is her bra on? Why? Guys are like let's just see these juicy tits. Right, and girls are like oh I get to take my bra off. Awesome, <laughs> best time of my day. Come on. Um, anyway, another thing that really was weird was um so I guess in the in the in the show, it's like Jodie Foster's the mom cop because it's such a small town. Basically, all the, the police force is like... Yeah, Jodie Foster's family is all cops. <laughs> yeah, so it's like her, her ex-husband is on the force with her and her son is on the force with her. So at one point, her son comes over to like <laughs> deliver these kind of like missing the case files that her husband stole. And the son wants to know more about the case. And so Jodie Foster is like kind of like bargaining. She's like, she's like, did you eat? And he's like, no. And he's like, she's like, all right, you got to eat. And so as she's... So she serves him red tomato soup as they look through bloody crime photos. It's like, really? Mm, you would yeah. that's something that even a cop family would do. They're so desensitized that they're just eating bloody soup while they look at bloody photos. Yeah, wow, I didn't put that together. It was disgusting. That was disgusting. I was like, this is a morbid sick family. What's going on? That is. Who wants to be sucking down tomato soup while when they you're look looking at, at murder? That's crazy. That's disgusting. I don't know. Uh, you know, you would think you would just get a metallic taste in your mouth while you're eating that no matter what. Maybe eat it after. I don't know. It's just a weird scene. I was like, I don't know who's direct who's who's visually in charge of this show, but it's a mess, uh, in my opinion. I'm not a fan of tomato soup. <laughs> You're not? Not a fan of tomato really? soup. Really? No, don't like Interesting. it. Interesting. I really like it. I've tried to like it so many times in my life, and I can't do it. I don't know if you've maybe just never had good tomato soup. Have you only had, like, Campbell's? Because I don't like, like, canned tomato soup. It's gross. Mm. But if you have tomato soup that's, like, actually made with kind of, like, tomato-y... All right, that's, if that's, like, an actual... That's probably good. Like, yeah. an actual homemade tomato soup. I've probably yeah. only had canned tomato soup. Yeah, so. canned tomato soup just, is, like, it's, like... It's like ketchup. Yeah, or, like, hot V8. You're, like... Yeah, a, no, that's better. Know? Yeah, just, like, a hot V8 drink. But a nice, like, textured tomato soup. Like, that's almost probably like, good, Have yeah. you ever had, um squash like butterscotch soup or anything like that where there's like a little bit of the i don't believe i have okay well yeah there was a time where i would like anyway when you're doing if you're if you're doing a lot of comedy in new york you have to kill time like constantly and i would like go to whole foods and just have like a sad cup of like (laughs) that's good for the winter if you're yeah yeah, but after a while you're like i don't want to eat this shitty soup i don't want to be sitting in this shitty whole foods (laughs) it's just dark anyway um what a great what a great uh, tangential conversation about soup. soup. This, this podcast is on fire. So relevant. Um, yeah, sorry, guys. I've been ill for like five days. If I'm I, off my game, and I'm just someone who's like, let's just talk about soup. I got it. Let's do this. Um, anyway, it was interesting. I, I feel like it's it's a bit tedious so far, but I'm going to stick with it because 
I don't know why. Jo- Jodie Foster is just very watchable for me. Like she comes on and I'm just like, I can't stop watching her. I just, I think <laughs> yeah, she's no, I was, I was being, I was only half joking when I said Tour de Force. She's great. Oh, I thought show. you were, I thought you were serious. I was like, yeah, yeah she is Tour de Force. <laughs> yeah, no, um, she's great. Yeah. I mean, I love, love Silence of the Lambs. I love Clarice. So I think I'm just projecting Clarice onto this character, which I don't think Jodie Foster's happy about. Cause I read that like, they did. She tries to break away from Clarice. Yeah, and I think this is the like literally the second time that she is um, portraying a detective. And in the one article I read, they asked her like, "Oh, is there any comparison?" I think her answer was like, "Well, sure, if you need to do that, you can wow. do that." But I, she, I think she's clearly Don't like ask Jody. <laughs> no, yeah, I think her answer is no. They they they're not really. But but um, anyway, uh, did you watch any of the other True Detectives? My only experience with True Detectives, I watched the first episode of season two <laughs> with uh, two, my old roommates and their girlfriends, and it was like a hundred degrees in our living room, and I was falling asleep the entire time. Oh, is this when no one would turn on the AC because they wanted to yeah, save money? Yeah, it was like a money saving, and we'd have the AC going, and it was so hot, and I think it was the season with Vince Vaughn, I want to say. Vince Vaughn was in it? I think wow. he did season two. I think it was Vince Vaughn and I forget who else. And I was passing out. That's crazy that Vince Vaughn is like, Hollywood won't let me do comedy, but they will let me do True Detective season two. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, I, I think he was season two. Yeah, he was season two. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it was Vince Vaughn and Colin Farrell. That's who it oh, was. Oh, Colin Farrell. Okay. The boys were out. Yeah. Uh, this That was my only uh, experience with True Detective before last night. Because apparently there, the, this season is kind of directly related to the first season. Mm. People loved that was like the start of the McConaughey. McConaissance. Yeah, the yeah, McConaissance. Definitely. It definitely was. Um, anyway, yeah, interesting. I, I kind of want to stick with it, I guess. Um, like I said, Jodie Foster is the only reason why I'm watching this show. And she's the only reason why I will continue to watch it. Because the mystery so far to me is not that gripping, you know. I'm like, I, I'm not. I don't really care that these guys are missing. And I yeah, don't really... I'm kind of over the research guys. <sighs> yeah. At this the, point, the only thing that's cool is I do like the kind of like, um, not CGI, like actually like um, a c- constructed model of their dead heads. Like, you know, what I'm trying yeah, to say. Like, good. I think it actually looks really cool. So if there's more kind of that in, involved, yeah. then that, that, I'm into and that. I would like to see more ghost mm-hmm. men doing interpretive dance. <laughs> that was like the ghost man was like doing the like David yes. David Byrne American uh, Utopia like dance. That's as he pointed to the dead frozen heads. That was a very strange, weird. It was very David Byrne. Um, yeah, yeah. Why was this man just like doing? It? <laughs> Doing like that, going up and down from the ground, and then he like pointed to the dead heads. I know. It's like, why is this ghost? Are they trying? What, what, he's not even summoning anything. No. He's just pointing to a bunch of dead heads. Maybe he was a choreographer in his waking I, life. You would hope so. Yeah. Or an aspiring choreographer. He was like just an uptight research guy who really wanted to be on the stage. Yeah. And express himself with his arms. And in his death, in his in his haunting of this life, he's decided to dance it out so i'm happy for him in that situation yeah we're happy the ghost gets to dance yeah but it was strange you're right very strange uh, um, speaking of uh things people are not happy about yeah yeah coachella 2024 lineup getting a lot of a lot uh of flack. a lot of hate a lot of hate a lot um, of flack there's a reddit reddit thread that just said lineup looks weak and then just people absolutely shitting on it um, yeah, I, which... I, I was looking up some Twitter stuff on Coachella today. Uh, a lot of K K-pop fans like oh. speaking of themselves as one kind wow. of like we are going to grow from this, and we <laughs> really scary, wow. really scary stuff. It's, I mean, borderline scarier than QAnon. Wow. The K-pop fans. I mean, just uh, all the internet communities. Once you're speaking, yeah. once you're speaking as if you are connected to people who you've never met because you have a same uh, interest you, in a certain brand of music, and that that creates a we, that creates a group, and that creates a cause and like a a common goal. Just no. because you like the same type of music, I mean, you're in a cult and yeah. you need help. I immediately don't feel safe, and I no. felt like I need to run away from no. all those Reddit of just like the anime avatars just being like it's because it's some k-pop group is playing it and they're oh. and they're all like celebrating that this like new k-pop group is playing it and they're like we are gonna grow from this we, uh, like, okay that's not as creepy I, th- I thought it was like they were defiant because k-pop wasn't included no um, this is like some k-pop group got okay. is, is on the undercard and uh. it was like with all their fans being like 
there's going to be more of us, and we're going to grow. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, K-pop's huge. You are going to grow. So, not, no, I mean, yeah. obviously. What are but, they talking Yeah, about? but there's a lot of, yeah. The, but then, so it was a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also the same thing of just, like, people shitting on the headliners, which we should say. So, it's Lana Del Rey, yeah. Doja Cat, and Tyler, the creator, which I don't see anything wrong with this headlining crew. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but this is a great headlining crew Lana right Del Rey is, like, the alt-Taylor Swift at this point. She is huge. Like, yeah, it was weird to see, she yeah. She can do no wrong. Yeah. Since Norman fucking Rockwell, she releases an album, like, every year. She never gets any criticism like she's huge right now she's yeah. never been bigger and she's so great like she's the best we like, saw her live in uh, jones beach and oh, it was a great a show good, it, yeah it, it was, was like, like a great the, show yeah. one of the best concerts we ever went to because it was um if you go to jones beach you you the stadium you sit you know with your back to like the street side so the stage so, faces the water so you're basically looking at the act but you're also looking at the water yeah and lana this was norman norman fucking rockwell lana okay peak lana and she had these like two like yachts pulled up to the stage it was like oh it was really awesome. cool yeah, it, it was, was at awesome night. it was yeah it was really nice in the summer we had such a good time um but yeah i'm like how could you be bummed about lana and then again doja cat is like huge right now um doja cat's huge tyler, tyler creator, creator is, is awesome beloved. yeah Legend. Like, i don't understand the hate for this trio of and i saw according to some multiple tweets this is the uh First Coachella with multiple women headliners. Well. So way to go, Coachella. Here we are. We got two women headlining. Nice. You hear that, ladies? Beyonce was right. (laughs) Who run the world? Girls. No, we don't. No, we don't. And we never will. And that's fine. We can all live. We can live with it. It's fine. The future of Coachella is female. (laughs) Oh, God. That shirt, please. It's like. Also, isn't gender fluid now? Like, let's just stop with that shirt, please. It's so passe. Stop. It's like made in China. What are we doing? Um. Um, anyway, um, yeah, and then people being bummed about No Doubt reuniting, and it's like, look, I know... How could you be bummed? I know that Gwen Stefani now is like a Christ- weird, like very religious, and uh, I think she just has so much plastic surgery that she looks like a maybe a woman of Taiwanese descent. I don't know what's going on, but let's not forget that she is a legend, and her and No Doubt's music is good. It's like a Green Day where you're yeah, like... Yeah, I know. You know? great. Yeah. Where you're like, I don't, do I want to see No Doubt? And then you see him and you're like, yeah, totally. Like, I would totally be into seeing yeah. No Doubt. Yeah, that would be cool. Gwen uh, Stefani, fashion icon, like just, yeah. And and, and no. when she does No Doubt, that's when she's at her best. Like when she's doing the kind of like her little like ska, you know, ska, ska dances. Dancing, yeah, yeah, like yeah. in her stomach. She's got her torso, or that tone torso that which won't she, quit. Which, which she still has. Still which has. Which she still has, despite all odds. Yeah, like she hasn't, she has not eaten a slice of bread since she was like 19, okay? No. Let's just let her do her thing and respect it, you know? Like, <laughs> God, the woman. No, that girl is living on three raisins a day. I mean, she has not, I think she like looks at pizza and is like, I'm full, yeah, great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we decided, since it was getting so much shit, we decided to to um, come up with our our own version of the worst Coachella liner, lineup ever that we yeah, could well, think well, of. Yeah, well, I, for me, yeah, what I really think would be the worst yeah. Coachella if we were going to talk about the worst. The worst. Um, yeah, okay, so do we want to go... Uh, yeah, let's just do... I'll do mine. You, you'll do yours and then I'll do mine. Yeah, whatever, right, yeah. I'll, go, I'll go first. All right, so uh, <laughs> with the idea that uh, this being the first Coachella where multiple women headlined, okay. I was like, we've got to put a stop to that. So my, <laughs> <laughs> so my theme is the boys are back. Yeah. So this is Coachella, the boys are back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got three headliners and a reuniting act okay. is what I did with it. Nice. First up, first headliner it's a hologram of Tony Bennett uh, featuring Lady Gaga shaking her ass in flapper gear. <laughs> that is what we're doing. Lady Gaga doesn't sing. She just turns yes. around and shakes her ass in the weird, disgusting flapper gear. That's amazing. That is uh, the only way to make ass shaking not That's... sexy is to wear a flapper gear and be like old timey while she like shakes her butt back and forth. That's why the lady is a tramp. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, we Give get it up for Lady Gaga, my friend Stefano Giamatti. Isn't she so talented? I'm a hologram. <laughs> oh! Yeah. Uh, all right, so he's he's headliner one, mm-hmm. the Tony Bennett hologram. Uh, headliner two, American Idol season four runner-up, Bo Bice. Oh my god! And he's doing his entire set acapella, just, <laughs> just like just like his iconic performance of "Time in a Bottle." Bo Bice is headlining Coachella, and he's doing his whole set acapella, and Simon Cowell is moved. And everyone hates it. No, yeah, everyone hates it. In the time, it was great. Right. But now, hates it. it was, I went back and forth between Bo Bice and Taylor Hicks. 
Hmm. Taylor Hicks was the salt and pepper hair guy. That one season five. Okay. I he have was a, like the country salt and pepper guy. His name sounds familiar, but I don't. Yeah, I can't remember his music, but. I, no yeah. one can. No. No, no one can. No one can. Uh, so season four runner up, Bo Bice. He gets, <laughs> he gets the act. He's our second headliner. Our third he- headliner is Johnny Depp just solo. <laughs> just done. Johnny Depp is playing solo uh. and he's wasted and he's just it's I was actually I'm more picturing him doing like a wet when Bruce does Broadway and uh. just tells stories and kind of strums an acoustic guitar. I just got this. <laughs> that's, I that's, got it. <laughs> that is our third. Uh, maybe Johnny Depp will relay uh, some tellings of his time with Amber Heard, and he'll call her like a fucking cunt. Yeah, like that's what that's where I, I got douche chills. Not, <laughs> yeah, no. not even because I'm like a hundred percent. I don't. I'm not taking either one of those teams. I think they're both toxic. And I'm what Team a mess. Amber through and through. I will gladly take Team Amber. What a mess that whole thing was. Well, the whole thing was bad, but yeah. but the idea of being stuck with a solo Johnny Depp at a concert. You're not even Alice Cooper. You're not even getting Alice Cooper with him. Oh. Just Johnny Depp. In his hat, just doing heroes, and he's doing heroes, and he's selling Sauvage. Uh, he's selling Sauvage cologne. I could be. What's the lyric? <laughs> we could be heroes. It's yeah. my friend David Bowie. <laughs> rest in peace. <laughs> and then our reuniting act, Millie Vanilli. Wow. We get Millie Vanilli back. I think it's time for Millie Vanilli. Yeah. I, I think they were just way ahead of their time. Oh yeah, and they would, I, they would have, they would be like cult heroes if they had been around today. I, I actually like. think people might be like into them coming back. I do. Yeah, I looked up their. I do think they're kind of having some kind of a moment right yeah. now. They have like their website is big, and they're like selling like cause it's like I think it's like the thirty fifth anniversary of Millie Vanilli or wow. something like that. Uh, so they're like selling anniversary. So lame things. that they got shamed in that way. I, I, you know what I mean. Meanwhile, everybody like lip syncs. All anyone does is lip sync. Yeah, now. the backing track. I mean, we can bring up the chick Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho, Sebastian Bach feud. Yeah, Sebastian Bach would not be happy about Millie Vanilli's comeback. He'd be the first no. one on there, like all. Well, if they're not if they're not um, encroaching on his rock territory, that's I'm sure true. he's fine with it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But if there's a guitar involved and there's lip syncing, he's on Twitter. Yeah, and he's, he's unhappy. on Twitter. He's unhappy, and he is praising Mark McGrath. <laughs> yes, Mark McGrath was his first billing of of celebrities who sang without the backing track. Wow, that's a Coke buddy if I ever. Yeah, he's just listing all of his Coke buddies. Yeah, he's like, or no, I think when Axel and then. Uh, McGrath. 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 I think yeah. my Coke buddies holds up with Axel <laughs> yeah, and Mark completely. McGrath. Okay, yeah. please. So that's my that's my worst Coachella ever. Wow. The boys are back. We get a hologram of Tony Bennett uh, with Lady Gaga shaking her butt. <laughs> uh, and then we get Bo Bice and then Johnny Depp and Millie Vanilli. Wow, what a great, terrible lineup, Justin. That would be a, that would be a lineup to complain about. Yes. All right, let's see how I do. Okay, so the first <laughs> act I have on this worst uh, Coachella... Coachella lineup possible is Collective Soul. Um, Collective Soul. I Are can't... they the Ole 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 guys? No, no they're it's Bouncing Souls. Collective okay. Soul is like that '90s alternative rock band who has a song that's like, oh, no, oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, wow. Okay, turn your head, Yeah, really bad. Don't think about. Don't worry about it. <laughs> not, not to be worry. confused with live. No. Lightning crashes. No, live is actually, I don't know, there's something about Collective Souls music that I just. That's I, the only Collective Soul. Maybe I know them, no other, no, another oh, one of theirs. Another one of theirs is like, oh, gotta let you know. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh my god, they're so bad. shine down. I can't stand that. Yeah. They're really fun. They're fun to imitate, but not fun to listen to. I'm sorry, Collective Soul. I know you got that song's better than "Don't Think About Turning Your Head Now." (laughs) Just I don't know why I hate it. Like if I was ever driving, listening to like classic rock radio, and that would come on, I'd be like, "Why? Why?" Collective Soul. I'm just picturing Scott Stapp when I think about those songs. It might as well be. I hate them. Okay, so one Collective Soul. Second headlining act: Ed Helms from The Office. Well, there's. Oh, I was just going to say something mean. (laughs) (laughs) Just Ed Helms with his banjo. God, just doing his banjo folk music earnestly. Yeah, not even. (laughs) 
<laughs> not even like um, what was his name? Andy on the office. Andy something. Andy Bernard. And, yeah. Not even like Andy Bernard. Not like, even doing the Nard Dog. Not Nard Dog music. Um, just that. Yeah, the earnest banjo. Um, that like Steve Martin does too. Yeah. But but not even I, the Steve Mar- Ed Helms banjo. Yeah, it's also <laughs> I, I love that it's not even that because there's been like times in the past where they've done like the comedians jam together and it's right. like Ed Helms, Jack Black, Conan O'Brien, yeah. and it's like Steve Martin. And it's not even that. It's just Ed Helms. Just Ed Helms. Just Ed Helms. Headlining. Coachella. <laughs> that, that would be great. I think people would love that. Honestly, people would probably love it. I would be like, that's hell uh, in a concert. Okay. Um, third headlining act. I, I did four. Third heading line, Third headlining act for the worst Coachella lineup ever, Chicken Foot, which if you don't know, it's a super group with oh, no. Sammy Hagar, Michael Anthony, both from, um, oh from Van Halen, Chad Smith, the drummer from um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Joe Satriani, who I think just does like guitar instrumental music but God, is like respected in the rock i know could you imagine like who is gonna have a heart attack first uh we'll see i mean have they already i mean yeah. have they already had heart probably attacks? michael anthony if i had to get i'm sorry <laughs> but i think sammy hagar is affliction gear <laughs> yeah i think wow i think it here yeah i think sammy hagar is gonna live forever i mean he's just like i remember we were watching some sammy hagar show remember he had that show on, on like, access tra- on like access yeah. Uh, on access yeah and he like he like was driving like a, a a sports car, probably red sports car, like a red sports car, and he was like literally shaking when he got out because it's just like he's not in good enough health to be doing this. Probably shouldn't be, yeah. Driving 140 miles an hour, and he got out and was just like shaking, like yeah, yeah like get the defibrillator out. Yeah, get it, get that guy in a Volvo. He needs a more secure vehicle. Uh, although great redheaded representation, Sammy Hagar. Is he a redhead? He calls himself the Red Rocket. Well, that's because he wears red clothes. I don't think it's because he has red hair. I'm so really? sorry. Yeah, no, he. <laughs> He wears, he wears red, a lot of red clothing. That's how he... Uh, and I think he just like likes the color red. I just think he... It's, I think he's a redhead. I think he's blonde. Well, if he's a redhead, he dyes his hair very blonde. I'm so sorry. Um, um, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I think his hair is dyed at this point. Yeah. It's definitely, it, it, would, it would just be gray if he didn't dye it. It might have been, but yeah, he's, he's... Yeah, you're right. Maybe when he was younger, maybe he was just blonde. I don't know. But um, yeah, Sammy Hagar, another memoir that i recommend it's it's kind of disgusting every time he he he's one of those guys who like after he has sex he thinks he knows when he gets his wife pregnant <laughs> and whenever he throw it yeah when he describes having sex with a woman he says he says i i threw it down and then he's like after i threw it down with sharice i knew she was pregnant i mean this happens <laughs> multiple oh, times during his book you're like oh god i don't need to know that you know no. but he's i think he's like proud of his like sexual intuition intuition Maybe some strawberry blonde. Maybe some strawberry blonde he's, when he was uh, younger. He's but, a redhead. Okay, okay. He's a redhead. I'm giving him redhead status. Okay. Um, the red rocker throwing it down. Yeah. Good for him. But anyway, that's a super group I don't think many people would want to see. Um, Chickenfoot is the worst headlining group you could come up with. Worse than Collective Soul. I would rather see Collective Soul. Me too, to be honest. At least I know the songs. You know, at least I know two songs. I don't know any Chickenfoot. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you were super fun, you could just do like covers of like they all play each other's songs, kind of. Probably. And to be honest, I would watch Sammy Hagar do anything. Yeah, I'm I'm joking when I say Glam. I would rather see Chickenfoot. Sammy Hagar rules. I know he's like kind of a. I I like some Van Hagar music, and I don't care. I'll admit it. Um, Yeah, Michael Anthony's great. Michael Anthony's great. Yeah. Yeah. They're all great. I don't really know. Joe Joe Satriani. I think he does like guitar. Who is the I don't know. I think he just does like surf guitar or like instrumental guitar music, but he's like very well respected. And oh, then, is he just like an industry kind of guitarist type? I, I don't know, and I don't want to speak. I don't know enough about it. Okay. But that's what I kind of think he is. Anyway, I don't know. Um, God, you would right. love to see the Coachella kids in 2024 react to Chicken Foot know, being named as a headlining Could you imagine? <laughs> love to see what the K-pop community thinks of Chicken Foot. You know, my God. It would just be a lot of gifts of Blackpink, the Blackpink girls. Yeah. That's what I was saying, was all the Blackpink girls. Yeah. I think Black, they're, they're, they're really big right now. They're huge. Um, all right, my fourth headline. Mm-hmm. I did four because there were four headliners, so I did four. The fourth headliner rounding out this headlining would be Vitamin C. Yeah, <laughs> as we go on, everyone would just be like, "She does that." Bring song. your lighters, get the lighters out. But then, what other songs does she have? We don't she know. Just keeps doing. That's it. it. It's keeps just... doing the graduation song. Yeah. We'll bring Macy Gray out to do. Sure. 
because at the same time, Macy Gray did, um, God, I what? Try to say yeah, yeah, that was like at the same joke. time because I graduated yeah. eighth grade that year. Nice. I graduated middle school that year, wow. and both those songs were very prominent. That, yeah, that is a very. Those are two graduation bangers. Yeah. Um, all right, and then my my band that I would you know the, the big reuniting of the of the. Uh, the nostalgic act that we're going to reunite is. Okay. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Savage Garden. Ooh, yeah, all right. <laughs> do you know Savage Garden? What did they do? I knew I loved you before I met wow, you. Wow, that song. Da, 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 da. Yeah, and um, they also had Truly, Madly, Deeply. Um, uh, ooh, I want you. I don't know if I need you, but... Ooh, wow, I this band. Die to find out. Yeah, let's get them back together. There is no group people would be more excited to see than Savage, Savage Garden. Garden. People yeah. with like 1994 Savage Garden concert t-shirt get showing them. up. Just, uh, to 30 years later. Just two tiny white guys from I think the UK, I'm not sure. Um get them back together. Yeah. Anyway, that's my uh, that's a worst. great that is a great worst Coachella worst uh, lineup ever. Yep, Collective Soul, <laughs> Soul, Ed Helms, Chickenfoot, Vitamin C, and Savage Garden. Nice, and the crowd <laughs> yeah. would hate it. The crowd would hate Absolutely it all. Absolutely hate it. Yeah, they wish you could see Lana Del Rey, Doja Cat, Tyler the Creator. Yeah, no doubt. yeah. So really, that's what we're we're just trying to add some perspective. Here. Come on, just just add some perspective. Come we, on. We've got a good this year. Yeah, sure. if I was in California, I'd be. For the first time ever, I'd be looking for a ticket. Also, these idiots who pay $500 to go stand in a field and watch. Like, like that's your <laughs> fault. If you think you, if you, if you expect better because you're paying a lot of money for something, like, that, you know what I mean? Like, who pays five? I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah. I, honestly, and honestly, I thought the tickets would even be more expensive than that. I saw it today. They were like four or 500. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like, you had to pay like 1,500, 2,000 to go. It's so dumb. I'm so it's, sorry. Oh, I would never go. Unless you're young. I get it if you're like in your 20s and you go, that's probably fun. Yeah, but we're just too old. I mean, that's really but all. But also, if you're in your 20s old. and you have $500, like, then you just have a life that I have no idea about. You know what I mean? Like, who yeah. has that much money in their 20s to throw away at People a dumb with, concert with ticket? Parents to help them out. I guess so. Or just maybe credit card debt. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what people do. But that's... Well, I mean, 20-somethings work. I, I bought myself a WrestleMania ticket uh, when I was like 23. How much was it? It's like 300. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I want to give 20 something some credit because people do work in their 20s. I guess so, some people. Make... And, and if you're in your 20s too, if you're not even thinking about saving, you you could just blow your entire paycheck on. That's true. You just, your yeah. whole paycheck just goes to Coachella. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, that's, so, you know. There's some affluent 20 year olds. What am I talking about? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. So I shouldn't just, I shouldn't just say it's mommy and daddy helping out because 20 <laughs> somethings work. Yeah. I worked in my 20s. You worked in your 20s. I did. I definitely didn't have $500 to spend on a no. ticket, but whatever. Um, this but. is, uh, I guess we can get out of here. This is some of Ed Helms' trio. Oh, God. The Lonesome Trio. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear what this is. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> this is called Whiskey Drink. Um, that seems apt. Seems I don't know. apt. Oh god, what a this bummer. Has to stop. What a bummer. This Ed came out Helms. in 2015. This is so this is this is Ed Helms headlining. Coachella. Is everybody happy? Are you happy with No Doubt? Are you happy with Lana Del Rey? <laughs> yeah. Are you happy to see Doja Cat? Because you should, because this could be what you were saying. Give me Doja yeah. Cat a million times out of a million. I said oh. what I said. Yeah. I said what I yeah. said. Go Doja. Yeah. All right. I, I, you know, he's got a good voice. I'll get it off Red Helms. He can sing. I don't know. Anyway, all right. This is another episode. This is so bad. <laughs> entertainment, entertainment, an entertaining conversation about entertainment with comedians Justin Angermeyer and Kayla McKee. I'm Kayla McKee. I'm Justin Angermeyer. This is the Lonesome Trio Whiskey Drink. Coachella 2025. <laughs>